0: What goes on inside the mind of the Singapore consumer? The Kiasunomics podcast series unravels the way Singaporeans behave across different domains like spending, transport, environment, superstition, schooling and housing markets. Backed by multiple research studies, NUS Business School professors examine the quirks, psychology and mechanics behind the daily economic decisions of Singaporeans. Welcome back to another episode of Kyasunomics podcast. Most of you must have paid attention to the announcement by MOE talking about how they plan to revamp the school allocation system for young children. Essentially, the genesis of the thought process is that we want children to be spending less time going to school and more time at school or doing activities at school. So how can we ensure that children who live closer to the school or parents who have houses within one kilometer of the school system, they are able to get their children into that school? The idea is very straightforward and makes complete sense but it has multiple layers on who gets priority. If you are an al- alumni of the school, if you have a child, an elder sibling studying in that school, there are other ways that you get priorities rather than purely on distance basis. And the revamping of the policies essentially not only shifting the allocation criteria but also trying to ensure the pie is bigger or there's ability to take on more children from within that one-mile location. I think it's very good. I mean, especially this is important because Singapore parents pay a lot of emphasis on education for their children, rightfully so. I mean, Singapore is well-known for having one of the best schools around the world they're always among the top five or top ten in the world in terms of the schools and in terms of the education, the primary education that they provide. But all of this also creates enormous pressure on parents on where to to send their children to school. It's not true that all schools in Singapore are equal. It's impossible to have that kind of a Outcome, I mean, there will be variations because of the quality of the teachers, quality of the students, uh, the location itself of the school may attract different people to come there, and as a result, the quality of education may be different. And parents are always trying to see how do we maximize on this. That's why a lot of parents will relocate their house to a school that they think is more desirable for their child. Clearly this has externalities or unintended consequences. One of the biggest unintended consequence could be on house prices because if parents relocate to a certain school area to be within that one kilometer of that school, you might bid up the house prices in that area and that could itself have implications. Richer parents can pay more, and so they get into that area. The poorer parents who cannot afford to buy those houses may be left out. Now, the Singapore government kind of tries to address this issue by saying that, oh, you have to be living in the house for more than three years. You can't just uh, have a child they are like six years old and then you decide oh let me just buy a house in one area because this helps my child get into that school Uh, you'll have to make that decision much earlier if you are actually planning to do that and that kind of reduces this distortions in house prices that this kind of behavior could cause. Nevertheless I mean parents will always strategize and plan ahead on where are they planning to send their kids to school and how should they make their housing consumption decision? This is a hard question to see if there is this effect of school choice and house prices. There has been research done all over the world on school choice and housing decisions, but it's not clear. I mean, school choice is not random. Schools are located in certain areas that could also be better areas for communities or parks or eating places, and so apartments in those areas may also be more expensive. To cleanly make this argument that school choice can affect house prices or have this negative effect on house prices, and as a result create distortions on who moves there and do the children benefit by going to uh, those schools, and are some parents left out because they couldn't afford to buy a house there it's a not-so-simple question to solve. So we wanted to understand answers to this question, so we started thinking about how will we try to find answer for this question in the context of Singapore. Luckily, every now and then, schools merge, schools relocate. So this allows us to kind of do this in a way we can causally make this argument that once a school merges, which means one of the location goes away and the school is moved to a new location or the school relocates, then what happens to house prices in the old location and in the new location? So the idea is taking two schools, one school did not move at all, another school used to be in a given location, but they moved or merged. Either way, they have relocated. Now we want to look at the house prices in the area where the school was there but never moved and house prices in the area where the school used to be there but has moved. So we compare the house prices before and we compare the house prices after the relocation of this school. So it's a very straightforward kind of exercise to do. You just compare prices of houses that are being sold in these two locations. What we find is that when schools relocate, house prices in that area drops by around 2%. Sometimes it can even be larger, but to put that in context, that can be quite a significant amount of money. If you are, say, living in a private condo or if you're living in an HDB, HDB prices could be, on average, around half a million dollars, so that's around $20,000. You could have in a ten dollars to $20,000 effect on house prices. But what we find is no effect on house prices in the area where schools didn't move. So we are comparing it relative to places where schools didn't move to the areas where schools did move out of there. But what happens to the location where the school relocated to? I mean, the school relocated from a place. That's where I'm saying house prices dropped by 2%. But now comparing it to a place where the will move into, do house prices change there as well? So then again, we compare the locations where the new school is set up relative to a school which is not moved in that area. And then we compare what is happening to house prices of the, these two sets of schools. Again, we find a, an effect of between 2 to 3% in house prices of schools which have been relocated to a new location. The point is that this area now becomes desirable for parents to move into, and they are willing to compete or pay a higher price to live in that location. So this is quite significant. One, the house prices drop in the areas where schools are moving out of, and house prices go up in the areas where the schools are moving into. Beyond this, we also started looking at what is the quality of the school, the name branding of the school, does the branding of the school name matters and how much house prices go up or is this house price increase uniform across all school relocations? Clearly there is an effect. Uh, the higher the branding the school has or the perceived branding in the minds of the parents, there you see the house price effects could be anywhere from two to four or even 5%. So this is quite important effects in terms of price movements. And you can think about how much parents value the schooling of their children. Now this itself you can think about creates distortions because there are other parents who cannot afford to pay higher prices, even if they wanted to move in that location and get that education for their children they cannot, so as a result, they, have, they end up being in locations that may not be as desirable for them. So if I put this in context of the new MOE policy, I think the new MOE policy helps the parents who could have been left out and every other parent to think, look, relocation is not a desirable thing. It just creates distortions and house prices. MOE is already taking action to help the parents to get their children into the best possible school or get the best possible education for their children already. Uh, So this is an example of how research and policy kind of can go hand in hand. Research can kind of have implications on how the policy is designed and looking at policy designs, researchers can then go back and restudy The implication of this new policy and see how this is affecting house prices again. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Stay tuned as we bring you more interesting research based insights on a wide range of topics in business and economics. Subscribe to our channel now.